0: My guest this morning is two-time Juno Award-winning Canadian singer-songwriter Kieran Aluwalia. Her new single, Dill, was first debuted as part of NPR's Tiny Desk Global Fest. Kieran's new album, Comfort Food, will be coming out April 2024. 20, Tell us about this single and the meaning behind the word dill.
1: Okay, well, dill is a very hard word to translate into any other language because it's a part of you that is not doesn't physically exist. So dill is something that is a mixture of your heart and your brain and your soul and your desire. Like, it's all of that put together. So, anatomically, that organ doesn't exist. It's like, you know, a little bit of this organ, a little bit of that organ, a little bit of desire, which is not even an organ. And so, like, you know, if you say, like, you know, apple uh, like, my dil wants me, you know, my bill feels like having an apple. So, it's just like a mixture of everything of you that wants that. So, um. It was translated as heart uh, in English um, for convenience sake. I wrote the song about, um, about throwing away shame because as Indian women, um, we are often like taught right from the get go when we're little girls that it's a good thing to have shame. Um, and I'm not talking about shame about doing something wrong. I'm just talking about shame for for desires. And, you know, as women, we're, we're often, at least in India, taught that, you know, like, uh, actually even in the world, that women's... Well, well, no one quite comes out and says that women's desires should be paraded, you know, the way men parade their desires. And so... In my life I have had to fight that shame off and so the song is about throwing away, about discarding, about casting away my shame uh, because shame gets in the way of my desires and I'm saying in the song that I'm going to take the hand of my beloved and parade my love no matter what the neighbors say. Physical desire is treated differently uh, than men's physical desire I mean, can you imagine if it was Hillary Clinton who had uh d- done something physical with a male intern or had like a sex problem and was addicted to sex like would anyone even still talk about her as running for president no and just also in like uh when we were in when I was in university, I remember that. I went to university in Canada, and whenever we had a party, like, the boys would just talk normally about what happened, but then, like, you know, say say a guy went, went to bed with a girl, it was always the woman, if she was leaving, had to do the walk of shame in the morning, you know, like, it was actually literally called walk of shame. I don't know if it's called that anymore in dorms or not, but...
0: Can you tell us about the culture around the Punjabi language? So Punjabi in
1: itself, Punjabi is a language. So India has more than 22 official languages. Like I think it's 24 or 25, maybe 26 official languages, which means like if you have a 20 rupee bill in in those like 22 or more different languages, it will say this is 20. This is legal tender. Uh, for 20 rupees like literally official languages you know and Punjabi is one of those languages and I forget last count how many religions India has but it has a lot of religions Hinduism being the majority religion of course there's Islam there's Christianity um, there's Buddhism there's the Baha'i faith Jainism and uh, and Sikhism Growing up, I am a member of the Sikh faith. That, that's spelled S-I-K-H. And so now the language Punjabi can it, it is definitely spoken by Sikhs. So Sikhs definitely all speak the Punjabi language, uh, whether they're in India or across the border in another country called Pakistan. They speak Punjabi. So, Sikhs speak Punjabi, but you can also belong to the Hindu religion and speak Punjabi, or you can belong to the Hindu religion and speak like Bengali or speak Marathi or speak just Hindi. <laughs>
0: As a singer, were there certain types of vocalizations that were associated with certain kinds of metaphysical concepts or were there certain techniques that were connected to spirituality in some way?
1: Spirituality, I think, is different than religion. Um, And religion, just like it is in the West, In the East, my viewpoint is that religion is institutionalized, uh, even in India. (laughs) Uh, And so, um, to me, religion is different than spirituality. And when I was learning Indian music, religion comes into it a little bit because... In Indian classical music, which is what I was learning, I, mean, I, don't, I don't sing Indian classical music on stage. I sing contemporary music, but I learned Indian classical music. So in Indian classical music, a lot of the compositions that are centuries old are about um, Hindu mythological gods. So it comes into it that way. And I remember my teacher, not in India, but in Toronto, Canada, when I was just in high school, my my Indian music teacher, because uh, I, I would learn after high school, I would go to her and learn. I remember her saying that I have to, my voice needs to be so good. I need to be such a good singer that I need to wake up Lord Krishna from his slumber. And, you know, he needs to hear my voice. Like that's the, that's the, mark of how good I should be. So religion definitely comes into it in that way. But I would say spirituality is something that we all have to find on our own. You know, definitely spiritually, I feel that, you know, we are all one. We're all one. You know, my own spirituality comes out in my music. But I wouldn't say that that's something I've learned Mm-hmm. with my indian classical upbringing it's something i've learned just being a human being
0: i think it's fascinating that different cultures have different ways of singing though and the indian style singing is just so such a different flavor and such a different feeling mm-hmm. there's something there <laughs> that we don't that we what we miss in just western pop music Thank you. <laughs> would, would you like to talk about how did you grow up? Did you grow up in a house where there was music or is this something that you came to later on?
1: I did grow up uh, in a house with music. Uh, I'm an only child. My parents were both hobby singers, but it wasn't just any old hobby. They were pretty passionate and serious about their singing. And um, so they would have records and would, the radio would be on and they would have parties where like-minded friends would sing. So you would, you know, you would have your, like, uh, your samosa and your chai. And then um, not every single person in the party, but many people in the party were also music lovers. So they would sing Indian music. And as a child, I would sing as well in that party. And then you would have your dinner. Um, my parents were my first music teachers. Um the first type of music that I learned was actually Sikh spirituals. Um well actually no those were the second. The first type I learned were Mother Goose nursery rhymes. <laughs> and then Sikh spirituals. Um so they were my first teachers and then they um then they got um a formal teacher for me. But uh yeah, so there was lots of music. It was just the three of us in the house, but there was lots of music.
0: joining us now you're listening to Healing Wisdom on WOMR. I'm Pandora Peoples and we're speaking with musician, singer-songwriter Kiran Alawalia telling us about her forthcoming album Comfort Food. So there,
1: there are some lighthearted songs in Comfort Food like Dill which is a single I just released um, is in going to be in the album Comfort Food um, and there's other fun songs like there's a song called pancake which is i wrote it as a punjabi uh folk song and i sing pancake in my punjabi accent i sing like panakeka um and it's a song about finding love over pancakes so there are a few lighthearted songs the 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 bulk of the album is my healthy way way of being an activist and um A lot of the songs talk about cultural intolerance, and um, it's something that's close to my personal experience. I was born in India, brought up in Canada. Um, My dad wore a turban, and so I definitely experienced cultural intolerance uh, while growing up in Canada. And... um, although i have you know i want to say that majority of canadians are are warm hearted people you know there's the few that aren't um and now just the 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 world over um i feel like cultural intolerance is such a such a like a a, a soft term for what is really cultural hatred um and so There are songs that are reminding all of us that if I cut myself and if I cut you, it's the same shade of red that comes out of us. It's the same red blood we all have. Um, Our tears are the same salty tears and we come from one root. And how can we call ourselves humans if we don't even possess humanity? So these are the themes to a lot of the songs, um, which I have, you know, still written in a pop kind of a sense of stability. <laughs> <laughs> Not Western pop, but like, you know, it's Indian music, but with definitely influenced by by modern modern sounds.
0: You have this repetitious chant in Dill. And um I don't I can do you know what I'm talking about? It's wah, like a,
1: wah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah,
0: yeah. so it, is it is it just like nonsense or are there words in there?
1: Nope, it's made up, but it's a that part, it's a traditional Punjabi thing. Um, in Punjabi fol- folk music, they have it. It's uh, like. Wah, 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 wah. They it's a traditional part of Punjabi folk music. And mm-hmm. so I picked it up and, you know, sang it in that diff slightly different intention. Just just the way I used my voice was a little different. But yeah, it's always there.
0: Yeah, yeah. So is there any kind of shamanic approach that you've encountered? What you would call like like or healing tradition in the Punjabi singing in the folkloric music? Healing
1: tradition, I mean, Sikh spirituals are healing for me. Like when our our places of worship are called gurdwaras, the Sikh gurdwaras. Um, And that kind of music is spiritual. But have I encountered, I, I really haven't encountered that much spirituality while learning the music. I mean, India right now is plagued by Hindu fundamentalism where uh, Muslims are being marginalized. Um, And um, so, so that's politically what's happening in India. And so even when I was learning in India, which was, from early 1990 was from from 1990. Um, this Hindu fundamentalist streak was rising in India. So I was there when it was happening. And you're going to be surprised when I say this. But people that I was meeting in the Indian music tradition, was not actually where I was getting any spirituality. That song, Dil, is written in the style of Punjabi folk music, which is often called Bhangra. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And Bhangra is also, also a dance. So it's a style of Punjabi music, but it's also a style of Punjabi folk dance. And the very first step of Bhangra, it's a very high energy cardio dance. But the very first step of Bhangra is to smile and 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 when I go to my Bhangra classes I definitely smile because that's the it's there's there's a certain joy in the music so that's exactly I'm really surprised that's really, you know that well not to pleasantly surprised that that's what you're picking up on because the, is it's an unleashing
0: of, of joy <laughs> Very cool very very right. cool that's awesome thank you so much kieran alawalia for joining us today talking about your music To be. Been listening to Healing Wisdom at Outermost Radio. All of our shows are podcasts at WOMR.org. Also, check out Healing Wisdom Radio Show.com and contact me at Pandora at WOMR.org. theme music is provided by mazen you can find her website at masonmusic.com. that's m-a-e-s-y-n